0: And that was it. And the name just stuck. And it's just based off of that hip hop producer, Irv Gotti, because he just listened to like, a lot of Dr. Dre and Biggie. <laughs> and it just like stuck forever. I'm stuck with it. It's my stage name. It's my online name. I can't leave it. I never thought it would end up this way, though, because now it's like I actually don't know if I could ever change my name, because it's tied to two identities, right? Like the artist side and the Web3 side.
1: episode of Chats with Cats. I am your host, Subvert, a cool cat from Hong Kong, and today I am here with the one and only Merv XX Gaudi. How are you doing today, Merv?
0: Meow. I'm chilling. This is nice first time in a uh, so House Hong Kong. I'm usually in the Toronto one, so this is this is pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, so what brings you across the pond to Hong Kong?
0: Uh, well, my mom hasn't been back to Hong Kong since pre-pandemic. This is the first time uh, she got to see some of her family members for a bit. That's the wrong
1: answer. The the right answer was, you came to Hong Kong <laughs> to, to join me on on my podcast.
0: Well, yeah, you know, that too, that too. Isn't family first? I'm also trying to sort out some ID stuff, but uh, <laughs> this is, like, not a work trip. <laughs> but I wish it would have been more for, like, music and, like, Web3 stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if all of my listeners, the the very few that I have, know who Merv XXGaudi is. So, um, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself and what you do?
0: Uh, I am the community manager of Cool Cats right now. I'm also an artist. Uh, as you can hear, I got a guitar with me that Subvert really kindly brought to me. <laughs> and yeah, um... I've been an artist for a long time, found my way into Web3, and in a lot of ways, Web3 was how I got back into music again.
1: Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask you before we started, but it feels like a more relevant question now that we have started hitting the record button. Do you feel more comfortable with a guitar in your
2: head?
0: Yeah, I'm really glad that you picked up on that. It's like not just a tool to me. It's not just a songwriting tool. It's like a safety blanket. Still, even now, even like when I... Um, go to the uh, what's it called the psychologist they literally have a guitar there for me to hold while I talk because I can't really do anything without a guitar in my hand
1: so it's it's like one of those like teddy bears and when you when you have the teddy bear you can you can speak up but in this case it's it's not a safety blanket it's a guitar
0: yeah totally it's just like I don't know why it just like lets me express things that I can't really express without an instrument
1: is it one of those like you don't know where to put your hands, and so it's, it's better to just put them in, in your pockets or, or on the guitar in this case?
0: That I'm not really sure, because I actually do have a really good friend. He's, like, the guitarist in my band now. He is totally that guy. Like, he's brilliant on stage with a guitar. If you take that guitar away, he looks so <laughs> weird. And I can front a band fine. So that's, like, it's fine. But then for some reason, it's something to do with, like, the act of observing. So, like, a podcast... A psychologist observing me anything to do with a camera like um, taking a tiktok or something at least for right now i really need a guitar in my okay.
1: hands okay okay when the when the mic is rolling so
0: yeah yeah anytime i swear it's just like my equivalent of like you know when you meet those people they need to twirl a pen or something, or they need to be doodling.
1: That's 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 me twirling a pen. Like, yeah, you know, I yeah, just yeah. I just don't have one with me right now. <laughs> like if see. you see
0: me at work or
1: at home, like I've got pens like on my desk just for that purpose.
0: And that makes so much sense. Like I see your hands are together right now, but you're like a writer. You know, it would make sense. Or like if you hang out with Klon, he's doodling all the time.
1: It's, it's a thing. Like it's it's back when I was in grade school. Um, just, I picked up on that and. Because I did that a lot. Now, like, if I'm thinking, then I need a pen in my head. Yeah,
0: totally. It's something that just, like, enables, like, more natural thought or something. It's, a,
1: it's a fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you, you talked a bit about just experience and, and bands. Um, tell us about Samurai Champs.
0: Uh, So Samurai Champs was not the first band I had, but it was the first band that did moderately well. I guess we had a lot of it's it started by me and my best friend Savan and he's um, Cambodian guy his family like escaped the Cambodian genocide and came to Canada and you know for two Asian dudes starting like a hip-hop boy band in the middle of nowhere it kind of gave us the chance to like travel we toured the UK Europe US played South by Southwest played Singapore and that was actually the thing that got Savan um, the ability to see Cambodia for the first time as an adult too. But yeah, obviously we were a heavy touring band and the pandemic wiped all of that out. And so I never thought I was gonna tour again. So I came to Web3. And became an
1: online sensation instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's in progress, work in progress.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, tell us about the Merv XX like name and what's the what's the persona behind
0: that? The the name is still just like a dumb story. It literally is just I was in high school and I had this one Korean friend, Greg, and he was just hammered. And one day he was just like, Merv Gotti music and that was it. And the name just stuck. And it's just based off of that hip hop producer, Irv Gotti, because he just listened to like, a lot of Dr. Dre and Biggie. And it just like stuck forever. I'm stuck with it. It's my stage name, it's my online name. I can't leave it.
1: Hey, it's catchy, man. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I never thought it would end up this way, though, because now it's like I actually don't know if I could ever change my name because it's tied to two identities, right? Like the artist side and the Web3 side. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I mean would Subvert ever yeah. change?
1: No, probably not. Just 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 because it's stuck, you know. People ask Mr Beast why he's called Mr Beast and his response is I was twelve, man, like twelve year old kids <laughs> yeah. come up with names like that.
0: I remember asking Tom, like Extreme Tom the same thing. I was like, Uh so why extreme? And he's like the email man. I couldn't leave it. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's
1: that's the internet. Just just I don't know if it's our generation specifically but just when you when you register for like a twitter handle or tiktok handle or instagram handle it has to be like available so that's that's what really shapes everyone's names yeah
0: it is it is super interesting like the whole idea of even we obviously when we were young it was like web one we didn't really think of it at the time. All the consequences of like, will this become my identity? You're just picking a stupid email thing. Yeah. Right? But you really see it with like younger kids, Gen Z. I see like so many of the younger artists I work with, or people online, they just way more identify with things that are not their government name, their given name. It's like they know that's a trick. Like, you can't tell me what my name is. I know what my name is, and I pick my name.
1: Yeah. No, there's a there's a there's a saying uh, not saying there's a theory where um, someone on the internet who was like writing articles and stuff they wrote an article about how different generations of artists and their names are correlated to basically the hardcore drugs at the time so like in the 70s what? and 80s what? What there's you like mean? more references to like cocaine and stuff and then there's more weed references once we entered the 2000s but later in like 2010s and like 2020s it starts becoming like just xanax related and it really takes you through the different times and different generations and what people are looking for like it turns from like excitement to like realization to basically like empty anxiety medication
0: that's really interesting that's really interesting that kind of reminds me of like the whole idea that what art especially film is like indicative of the time like, yeah. like, the cult classic of, uh, like, The Matrix or something. Just, like, really encapsulates, like, oh, everyone's chained to their desk. At that time, wondering, like, oh, there's got to be something more or something. <laughs> no.
1: And the Wachowski brothers are now just the Wachowskis. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so this is, like, what, episode two of this yes, podcast, yes. right? Okay, so you tell me what what is the dreams for this podcast? Because it's, like, is this going to be, like, your show where... It's just you and your friends, and you just talk about whatever. Or is there supposed to be like an aim? Like, are you are are we trying to figure out like the answer to the universe and all of Web three?
1: Why can't we do both at the same time?
0: That's an excellent point.
1: Um, but but yeah, the the, the point of the show is just me having conversations with people. Um, at the beginning of this year, twenty twenty four, I told myself that I just. Talk to more people and like deepen my mm. relationships with them. It's 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 not about knowing a million people because you can't get to know a million people on a really personal deep I see basis. What you mean. It's like maybe the five hundred, eight hundred people that I really know know, even though probably have close to seven thousand followers on Twitter. Like, how do I deepen or how do I build up a more personal connection with these 800 people and i thought i'm gonna have just more chats just more one-on-one chats with 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 my friends with people in my circle and um i'm gonna let other people um learn about them as well
0: that's such a good reason to do it you know because my my little brother actually had a podcast and then he did it with two of his really close friends from high school And then they really learned how much they didn't know about each other. Because you just take for granted, like, oh, you just see someone every day. Like, I see you online, like, basically every day, you know. But when you have to sit down and you actually, like, learn, oh, I actually did not know your opinion on that. that, That's, like, a really cool reason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, they're not, like, two-hour, three-hour conversations. Mm -hmm. Even though I feel like if we added, like, pre-recording time and, like, post-recording time... Like, it's going to be, like, hours of recording, but just the publicly available part of the conversation is, like, bite-sized enough for people to just listen to on their way to work or while they're drawing something.
0: Yeah. I really hope you get tech on one of these. Oh, at some point, yes. Yeah. 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 For those who don't know, um, so tech, who created the project Hypno's, was kind of one of the big reasons why uh me and subvert met in like what early jpeg summer era yeah she still seems to be like a really common thread that like connects a lot of people you know she like did make one of i mean it wasn't a podcast but like a really like wholesome space for people to kind of like exist and meet up
1: absolutely absolutely um so shout out to techno and cod sterling (laughs) and crypto Boop and milk and the whole gang
0: that's the OG crew right there absolutely
1: um yeah that's do you wanna talk a bit more about how you got
0: into NFTs um I mean kinda like okay the thing is you know when NFTs were popping off just prior to that it made a lot of sense why that was to me it made a lot of sense why that was the first entry for a lot of mainstream consumers right it's like way more appealing than this like weird internet coin thing but I actually had a very, I feel like, traditional onboarding into NFTs. Like, the route in chronological order of invention, like, I was actually just really interested in Bitcoin. hmm Period. Like, all the geopolitical implications <laughs> and everything. And then after that, Ethereum, then DeFi, and all the other, like, L1, L2, L3 solutions, and then NFTs. Because okay. I really didn't get it at all. It was actually... Um, I don't know if you remember him, uh, Lo-Fi. He um, yes. He yeah. So okay. 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 I really hope one day you get a chance to like meet up with him in real life. He's also a writer. He's a brilliant academic, a really good researcher. Like you guys would, if you get him on this podcast, he he, you and you and him would have some really good discussions. But he was basically the one that was like, "Hey, you need to learn about this stuff." And he got in because he's like, you a basketball guy. He got in because of Top Shot. And then he was like, this is the future of music, but it's like art. It's like how you talk about mixtapes and the early days of like punk rock shows and hip hop shows where you would just like burn a mixtape and then all the early fans would get a piece of that band. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? This is a, this is a picture. But then it took time, like anybody else, and then it did click one day. Like, oh, this is the equivalent of, like, a mixtape at an early show of an early band or an early artist and you get a piece of it now instead of just losing it. And that was JPEG Summer, so Summer 2021. And then after that, it just, like, kept rolling, found my way to the Cats, and that's where I live now.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the main story. I, I feel like there's a lot of, like, twists and turns where you could, like, elaborate into all of that. Like, just based off what I know about you, like, your background as a software engineer, you're... Yeah, that's you're, the part you're, you're I, not never, like, you're I never not like, talk about. <laughs> yes, yes. It's it's that, and, like, it's not just... You're into Bitcoin. You're, like, into into Bitcoin.
0: Oh, man. I'm, like, I'm not a Bitcoiner, okay? But <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, borderline, sometimes borderlining on it. Like, I... I actually do feel sometimes it's kind of like the the vibes are a little too culty, but I just love all the theory behind it, like you know like hyper bitcoinization like all the economic implications, how it's basically like i don't know a a a what what do they call it like a entropic perfection compared to like the current financial system mm-hmm. it's i don't know to me it's just like actually really interesting because it's going to be the first thing that affects so many things that we live with like pension funds the way nation states deal with each other the way they deal with trade and no one cares because they know it's not as cool as like cat pictures or whatever but to me it's like super interesting
1: well when you put bitcoin and cat pictures together what you get is bitcoin cats
0: yeah wow that's topical
1: (laughs) absolutely um but, yeah, like, if if I didn't know anything about crypto or NFTs or Web3, what is the reason why I should buy Bitcoin?
0: What's the reason? I mean, the obvious reason is just, like, safer than most other forms of, like, retirement plans right now. Like, I know that's, like, the really dumb conservative answer or whatever, but I don't know, when you look at... um I forgot. Someone made a really, really beautiful digital—uh, not digital—uh, data science visualization of it of like where all the liquidity exists in different like asset classes and stuff. And Bitcoin, relatively speaking, is so small compared to everything else. But in terms of its like, do you know which one I'm talking about? The one with all the blocks? It kind of looks like Tetris. Yes. Yeah. And just the way that it can eat anything up. And I think of it more there. there not really a historical example of something evapor like evaporating into a digital medium like what analog vinyl cds vhs it's all evaporated into like a digital space right right same thing airbnbs cars uber it's still technically like physical physical cars mm-hmm. physical rooms we need to exist in them but instead of like a hotel or a taxi service we basically evaporated them into smaller particles, individual rooms, individual cars that people can use. There isn't any way digital gold doesn't undergo the same kind of evaporization, I think.
1: So basically by evaporation, you mean sort of decentralization, just like splitting it up into like a cloud network of stuff that supports an infrastructure thing and so when that eventually happens for either currency or other digital assets that goes to Bitcoin
0: by, by default yeah I mean I remember the historical debate about like oh no one's going to use iPhone apps man no one's going to use like the mobile version of Adobe but yeah they're not fully functional like your desktop version but humans will always pick convenience because it's right there in your hand right and I don't see how Gold or monetary instruments wouldn't undergo that. To me, it's like I guess a better way that's been ex- that has been explained is um you know Balaji. Uh, nope. <laughs> okay, he's like the uh, he was one of like the ex CTOs of Coinbase. Okay. Uh, early days, and I, he's uh, he also answers that way. He's like, I'm not a Bitcoiner or whatever. But his 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 like really really go to advice to people that are new to crypto is always like okay. F- 50% Bitcoin, 50% ETH. Safe, safe. But then his analogy um, is it's always about the rebundling and then unbundling of things in history. And so he outlines all this in his book, uh, The Network State. Okay. And have you heard of that one?
1: I've, I've heard of that one.
0: OK, yeah. So he's the guy that wrote The Network State, both okay. the book and the blog. And how throughout history, we've always had these ideas of, like, say, the church it's completely bundled up the idea of like literacy scripture and then something like the printing press unbundles it right now everybody mm-hmm. can read everybody can like make their own print make their own information same thing we saw with like spotify albums bundled up then you unbundle them into mp3s and you rebundle them into playlists same thing with like airbnb and i feel like exactly the same thing is going to happen with anything money related really
1: that's that's a really interesting take on all of it Um, Yeah, just what I've been using to explain to people new to crypto and like my parents is just if you believe that technology furthers quality of life, then crypto makes a lot of sense because it's an improvement on the existing system where you're giving your money to, to like banks to control and they have control over your assets and they can freeze them or not give them back to you whenever you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know it's sometimes difficult to think about, but especially when it comes to day to day examples, like there are times I mean I, I literally just had this happen, where you're just taking out a sum of money or you want to send a sum of money to something. Like, you know, maybe it's like Swift, um in, in my case it's usually like uh, you need to send a large sum of money to like a PR agency that's doing the the, the campaign for South by Southwest. Then they ask these questions like why, and really I'm not doing anything shady, but at the same time it causes some friction, you're like, well I earned this money, this is like my money, I'm doing something fair, like why am I getting interrogated, and it's just more convenient eventually that you'll just, you don't have to go to the bank, you don't have to do all this paperwork, it's just like sending a text but instead you just sent your payment I don't know how, like, it's just convenience everyone always goes more towards convenience.
1: Yeah, that's why just Venmo, Cash App, all those direct P2P apps are gaining so much prominence. Which leads me to my next question. Why are you sending payments to a PR agency for South by Southwest?
0: Okay, this is Alpha, but this year I got into the lineup for South by Southwest with my solo project. So I actually been there before Samurai Champs did play back in like 2018 and that's how we got the invitation to the festival that we used to tour Singapore. But that took like three or four years to get to that level and I'm really surprised that I mean, this is like another story but I'm pretty surprised that my solo project is like these sad guitar songs got in because Jiu-Jitsu technically hasn't even been out for like a year. I released it at the end of February last year. So for it to be running this smoothly, I guess, feels really nice. Like, you know when the universe just feels like it's flowing? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that with getting into South by this year.
1: I mean, people like sad emo songs, you know?
0: Yeah, there is some weird emo resurgence happening right now. But yeah, so if anyone's coming to South by Web three or music people, hit me up. I'm gonna be there, and uh, I'll give you more details later when the show is.
1: Absolutely. Um, what what has your experience been in your like solo music venture, and basically, what type of people do you feel like resonates with your with your music?
0: Uh, at least for right now a really consistent um, I guess adjective that keeps being used whenever people have seen some people have come to listening parties or come to a show and they've described it as like comfort like I've had multiple people come up and be like hey I think you really hit the head on the feeling of comfort and I guess it makes sense because a lot of these songs were basically just comfort myself like even while i was working through the mixing process of these i would just put my headphones in and it would kind of put me to sleep and at first i was like oh this is a bad sign these songs are so boring i can't even stay awake but i'm realizing it's like it's having that effect on people which has been really really nice i guess
1: nice that's 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 great and um yeah you've mentioned it on like twitter spaces and other platforms and how Uh, Basically, during the pandemic when everyone was in lockdown and just playing your music on Twitter spaces gave you just the recognition and validation that um, you hadn't received from from other places before.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... I've explained it like validation because I know it's, like, the easier... Because, like, you know, in our attention economy or whatever, we're always, like, fiending for likes and stuff. But really, a lot of it, I think, was just doing it what felt like for the right reasons again I think for a while leading up to the pandemic Samurai just it was never bad you know it's like it is a magical thing to be in a band with your best friend but I guess I forgot about my side of like songwriting which is honestly pretty sensitive and sleepy and sad a lot of the time and then so I had the space and had I had the chance to like write all these songs, which are the guitar songs now, by processing a lot of the things I never had time to process while I was on tour with Samurai Champs. Right. And then, you know when people talk about their first crypto experiences, most of the time, they're pretty bad. It's like, oh, I got scammed <laughs> or something. Yep. Yep. I feel still I was so miraculously lucky that I came into the space and immediately had a good, healthy group of friends especially in the NFT space, like Tech and the Hypnos and meeting like you super early and like Time-O, um, who's like at Cool Cats now. I'm realizing how lucky that was because then Hypnos had those weekly spaces. And I had these songs that I obviously still couldn't play live because we were still locked down. So I just played them on there. And it actually felt like playing shows in high school again, where kids are actually like, They got nothing better to do. Like, they're not trying to chase money or whatever. We're all locked inside. But people just, like, came to be comforted. And I, like, I don't know. I guess, like, Web3 gave me the stage to actually develop the songs. But also reminded me what it felt like to do music for, like, the right reasons, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, That's a beautiful segue into... Can I invite you to play a song for us right now?
0: Yeah, okay. You get to pick which one, because... Jiu-Jitsu is... I know that's the Cool Cat's favorite. Everyone's heard that. So I could do that. But um, text favorite song, 20 years. I haven't played that for a bit. But one song that I haven't really played that has been people seem to like is... Uh, yeah, you know what? I really like Dune. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, I mean, like, Dune Part 2 is coming out this I year. I know, yeah. Know? <laughs> it
0: feels topical. Okay, if anybody really likes Dune, Dune Part 2 is coming out. But also... <coughs> I wrote a song about Dune because it's like my favorite book of all time. This song's called Dune, it's about being a boy.
2: When I get old. I'll collect water like I'm on And I'll use my voice to give us a choice. for get up, boys. Make some noise. I'm better without you. Happier without you. Take on the school I pray in the winter to rise in the summer and ride shallow Ooh. I sing songs of sadness And sleep on a mattress that sleeps on the floor I can't feel much joy I hate being a boy Cause everything hurts more it's not like I planned it, but the earth is my planet, and my art is my war. Hate being a boy Cause everything hurts more It's not like I planned it But the earth is my planet And art is my war That was
1: beautiful, man. Thank, Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, I. Um, so I know you're a writer, so this is probably going to sound kind of ridiculous, but the words are the last part I really focus on in music. Like, no, no, it's, it, at it, all. it reflects
1: the, the, it's like a top-down or bottom-up approach. <laughs> that's basically. a really
0: good, I mean, that's a very software engineering way to describe it, but yeah. But this was actually one of the first songs that I was pretty, I guess, like, proud of it. Writing-wise, because it feels like whenever I play it, there's one line that resonates with. Obviously, it's it's easier to resonate if someone likes Dune, but like the part we were just talking about this on the bus, how you're like, oh, um, you didn't learn a lot from your parents. I feel really similarly. I feel like a lot of the stuff, probably in both our cases, we learned we learned by doing because we were interested in the problem and wanted to solve it, right? Going through issues, and that's why there's that line. Um,
1: I seek out desert women
0: like n- <laughs> okay I know you would vibe with that too but that's the one the line uh, um, I hate going to school it's kind of like that I don't actually hate going to school but the idea of school that that is the only way to learn when we are both living examples of it's the right way to learn for some people but for some people they learn better on their own school is like what every day is to them yeah you know
1: Yeah. no like for, for all of the people that are listening school is essential stay in school kids <laughs> do not drop out um, but yeah there, there are definitely so many ways to to learn um, outside of just regular curriculum and, and just Web3 being just a pioneer um, and then crypto and just this decentralized way of picking up information from the internet or listening to podcasts or YouTube that's that's gonna be like super big and now and even bigger in a few years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like on the topic of like bundling and rebundling. I mean, I actually don't know like with all the stuff that's being done at Meta and stuff, and I don't know, you probably watched that um that Lex Freeman podcast with uh Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. They're like in whatever that, metaverse yeah. thing. That actually may be contrary to, like, this idea, but at, at least before I did have this idea on the topic of, like, Bitcoin and evaporization of everything, I thought that was the one thing that couldn't be evaporated. Like, you know, for the length of human history, people have always gathered in rooms, always gathered. We need, like, the human essence of something, right? Right. There's something irreplaceable about that, which is why like I don't know. I feel like this is like better doing this in person, like we're doing this whole podcast. Yep, thing. Absolutely. But that actually may change with the metaverse. Like even that could be unbundled and rebundled into that.
1: Still it's it's not that's not gathering itself, it's changed. It's just the format of it, which mm-hmm. is kinda changed slightly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah.
0: Yeah, I just thought it's like I just always think it's interesting because at one point, you know, school would have been like, we need to gather the like we need to gather in a bundle of like a lecture hall or something. But now someone that can just listen to a podcast that's unbundled, and like oh, just someone listening on their AirPods on the bus or something, and yeah. still learning. Yeah,
1: um, absolutely, and that's that's a very interesting thought to keep in mind and think about as we go into the future. Um, but yeah that's that's our time for today a huge thank you to merv xx scotty for his time go check out merv xx on spotify and uh, itunes and wherever you get your music and definitely check out samurai champs his hip-hop boy band um, as well if you don't already i have a newsletter called substance that will keep you up to date with all the latest happenings around the web 3 nft space which you can subscribe to at Substance.Beehive.com. B e e h i i v. This has been chats with cats, and as always, it has been an absolute pleasure. Check back next week for new conversations from around the Web3 space. And for now,
0: be up. See you guys. <laughs>